Eva here so uh, my bad I put that poll online uh, to you know see what everyone wanted us to read next and then I did not give me and Julia enough time to actually read uh, what we were supposed to read next so we have a ghost story for you today it's um, one of the short stories from Lillian Jackson Brown's collection the cat who had 14 tails um, we really liked it. Well, you'll see, except the ending. Um, but there were a lot of great parts to it. I'm really excited for you to hear it. And I do have dun, 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 the blurb for the cat who could read backwards, which is what we're going to read for next week. Um, or maybe we'll even drop it a little early. We don't know. Oh, God, why did I say that? Um, anyway, we hope you like this episode. Um, and here is the blurb for The Cat Who Could Read Backwards, which is the very first book in the Cat Who series and is actually Coco's origin story about how him and Jim Quillerin met up for the first time. So here it is. Product description. Sorry, I'm in Amazon. <laughs> the first cozy mystery in the beloved New York Times best-selling Cat Who series. The world of modern art is a mystery to many, but for Jim Quillerin, it turns into a mystery of another sort when his assignment for the Daily Fluxion leads down the path to murder. A stabbing in an art gallery, vandalized paintings, a fatal fall from a scaffolding. This is not at all what Jim Quillerin expects when he turns his reporter talents to art. Turns his report. That's a weird sentence. Anyway, behind it. But Quiller and his newly found partner Coco, the brilliant Siamese cat, are in their element, sniffing out clues and confounding criminals intent on mayhem and murder. This riveting beginning to the Cat Who series is the perfect cozy mystery for cat lovers to start sleuthing. Aww, that's like our whole premise. Alright guys, I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, so thanks so much for listening and uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode and the ones to come. All right, bye. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. So I just had a really funny moment where, like, I think I'm just, like, at the right angle. So all of my cats are, like, dead asleep right now. Uh But I'm at, like, just this perfect angle where I'm looking at my Scott Pilgrim poster. And there are definite, it's just, like, a plastic. It's not, like, in a a real, like, good frame. It's in, like, a plastic, shitty, like, currently breaking frame. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I can see this really definitive spot where there are just like scratches all along it (laughs) (laughs) nice because murphy just jumps up and like paws at it i don't know why she hates scott pilgrim so much there are other things to hate on the wall but maybe it's her ghostly reflection (laughs) i think that's probably more what it is yeah because she does that on this the sliding door too oh my god chuni oh no Chuni is well getting in a fight with my laundry that I have hanging all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, hanging laundry is a cat's dream slash nightmare. <laughs> slash my nightmare. That bra was expensive. <laughs> Don't mess with my bra. Yeah, come on. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, this is Paranormal Cativity, and today we are bringing you. Ah! 
one of the short stories from Lillian Jackson Braun's 14 Ooh, Tales. The second tale of the 14. This, yes. <laughs> two of 14 tales. Yes. So tale number two is, oh, I guess I have the book, so I'm going to have to keep us on track. I know. I just was like, oh, God, I don't even know the title. (laughs) Yeah. So we have one book between the two of us. And we have both read it. We have both read it. um, But a while ago, I probably should have brushed up on it before we started this. But I think I think I can remember most of it yeah i i think i can i think we both can too and it's it is pretty short it's pretty Mm -hmm. you know concise and i actually did really enjoy this one except spoiler alert i won't say what it is but for the ending i was a little bit sad about the ending yeah the ending was pretty sad i did not like that either um but it is called weekend of the big puddle oh that's right which is a pretty endearing title (laughs) no (laughs) so if you guys haven't listened to we did do the first um short story of this 14 tales and we thought it would be fun to just kind of intersperse them throughout as we saw fit because they're so fun and we have noticed that Lillian Jackson Brown explores things in them that she doesn't quite you know get to in the full books um Mm -hmm. so that's really fun too and uh also spoiler alert this one involves ghosts woohoo real ghosts Woo woo woo! That's true. Not, not um, the cat who talked to ghosts, misnomer type, like unwritten moments, ghosts, but yeah. actual, actual full ghosts, actual which we will get to. Ghosts, yeah. But if you have not listened to the first of the fourteen tales, don't worry because they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. It's not building on anything they are all standalone tales um and they are also spoiler alert not about quillerin or coco or yum yum yes but please don't tune out because (laughs) we still want you here with us (laughs) they are fun other cats that are also deserving of our attention because they have fun stories to tell too yes uh great so this one is about percy yeah percy um so we were introduced to percy as let me actually find the the description here because i find it very adorable um oh so she calls percy a comfortable middle-aged bachelor with quiet tastes and fastidious habits is that a word fastidious fastidious yes you are correct there is an s in there (laughs) I was like, did she leave out the S? Is that another word? I don't know. <laughs> Fastidious Habits, who distributed his contempt equally among uh, small children, yipping dogs, and noisy adults. Don't we all? <laughs> yes, don't we all? Yes, agree. Yeah, this yeah. was such a good intro because it was like, it was so... Like, you couldn't almost tell. It was clearly, like, written, so you couldn't tell quite yet for, like, a little bit longer than most people would have held it, whether this was a cat or a person. Like, it was written in such, like, a, you know, in-between way that it just was really great. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did 
potentially think he was a person for a little bit a kind of like stuffy person and then it's like oh but he's a cat and you're like mall that's adorable (laughs) (laughs) forget all of those things about being stuffy that's a normal cat thing (laughs) yeah it's so true and then it's a really funny because then in a very like 101 dalmatians like pet looks like owner moment it's like really quickly in one of the next lines after you find out that he's a cat it's also like and his owner was just the same like you find it's kind of like super like you know that scene in 101 Dalmatians where all the like dogs are walking and then you see their owners and they're like exactly the same right yeah so Cornelius yeah that's right Chuni what's wrong what are you doing bud (laughs) he's like sitting in my closet on my suitcase eyeing my laundry (laughs) (laughs) he's just really ready for that laundry to be his he's really ready to just like tear all of that laundry down from the hairs. <laughs> anyway so Cornelius is the uh, comfortable middle-aged attorney with equally quiet tastes and then his wife Margaret um, is his wife so this is a, a couple who owns Percy um, and Margaret is into knitting yeah they actually sound like a really sweet couple because they sound very like just like homebodies and you know have a cat and quiet weekends and it just felt very homey and great just kind of have a a normal everyday life of like puttering around this like lake community and like knitting and reading and hanging out at Mm -hmm. home with Percy and he enjoys his quiet life and and that's that that's that's how we we intro into this story yeah 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 Um, oh go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, and then it all gets interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> kind of much like the the previous story where yeah, I'm not going to remember that cat's name, but his life also got interrupted by a big party. Percy's life is not interrupted by a big party, but it is interrupted by an unwelcome house guest. Um, I remember the first cat's name. Uh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Fat Fat. Oh, yeah. Or Fuffy for short. Fuffy. (laughs) How could I forget? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, you're right. It's very similar that there's a a party that interrupts this poor cat's life. Oh, no. Yeah. So Bill, Bill Diddleton. That's right. Diddleton. Bill Diddleton. Bill Diddleton and his wife. And I don't see a name for this wife yet. It sounds like uh, Cornelius and Margaret are, like, really excited to have guests over, and they do their whole, like, super over-the-top getting ready for it, and uh, Cornelius has his, like, specialty, like, steaks, and Margaret makes her, like, special, like, shrimp bisques and, like, blueberry, blueberry buckle? I don't know what that is, but she makes, like, you know, a whole, whole thing um, of of the weekend and like has everything planned to the tea and yeah everything sounded delicious like it was very like I would have loved to be their guest because it sounded like yeah they had like activities planned they sound like they had fun activities too um they had a little bit later but jigsaw puzzles I mean I guess I'm not as into jigsaw puzzles as (laughs) other things but yeah the food sounded great like it sounded like you didn't really have to worry about anything like they sounded like great hosts yeah they did so Bill gets there. Oh, Bill. Yeah. And Percy like immediately is like, oh, no, I hate him. Yeah. So Bill is a client of of uh, Cornelius's. Uh-huh. 
And so they're trying to like kind of impress him. And I think Cornelius, I think there's even a line where he's like, all right, like we just have, you know, 36 hours with this guy and his wife. Like we just need to have fun and impress him and like, you know, keep him happy basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have all these like grand I mean, not grand plans, but very nice plans for the mm-hmm. weekend. And as soon as Bill shows up, it's very, like, he's just, like, the antithesis to everything that was explained about Percy. And then, by default, his owners. Yeah. So, Bill gets there, and he's, like, super loud and boisterous. And, like, immediate, like, the, I think the first thing he does upon entering is, like, jump up and grab onto one of the, like, beams of the house and start doing pull-ups Ugh, that's and, right I forgot about that yeah which <laughs> sounds like a super derby jock move <laughs> yeah oh 100% to show off like frat bro type situation yeah, which he like totally seems like and his his wife is I mean she doesn't seem like that bad but Percy finds her very shrill her name is Dee Dee, by the way oh Dee, Dee that's right well yeah because she's very like I was always I was annoyed by her um her like everything built like all the annoying things bill did she would kind of chime in underneath and be like isn't bill great he's such a good because he like immediately comes in and you know they're kind of saying like oh we've like you know would love to i think they're about to say like we're gonna make this tonight like we're gonna have a good time Mm -hmm. and he's like immediately already like well i brought some steaks and i'm gonna show you what a real steak tastes like i'm gonna make food for you and they're kind of like oh no but we had things planned for you like we we're gonna make this great thing and like you know yeah yeah oh i can give you so cornelius offers a delightful suggestion 18 year old scotch which sounds great oh yeah that does sound great and for margaret she had planned a lobster souffle for lunch to be followed by um a special salad which also sounds great that's right that does sound delicious yeah, so Bill offers, he counters with his favorite drink, which is, let me just, <laughs> let me just list this here. Um, it's tomato juice, which is fine. I love tomato mm-hmm. juice. Sure. With yep. ginger ale. No. Yeah, don't go together. No. Um, scotch. Oh, God. And... I don't think they finish with the ingredients because that's when she sees Percy and is like, oh my god, I hate cats! Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, like, all in all, we're off to a great start. (laughs) Yeah. We're off to a very rollicking start. That drink sounds terrible. But yeah, the whole time, Dee Dee is kind of being like, isn't Bill just great? He'll make you any drink he wants. And it's like, yeah, but you kind of came into this house and, like, took over. He didn't like ask it's not like he was like oh do you want me to make you this like cocktail that I really like and like we can have your salad too and like yeah I'm excited about the things that you are bringing and I'm gonna bring something too it's very much like that he's just like I'm here and I'm doing what I want right exactly and like the I think the grossest thing of all that he brought is this seven layer cake his lucky seven tort Oh, that's right. Yeah. With with seven layers and seven different kinds of booze and is described in the grossest way that it has to ripen for 24 hours, which I don't, oh. I mean, like, ripen is a great word for, like, fruit and, like, vegetables. But if you have to, <laughs> like, if something else has to ripen, like, I just think of, like, stinky feet. Yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> Although, I mean, I don't hate the idea of booze-laced desserts. Like, that in and no, of itself sounds sure. great. But I know that what you mean, yeah, you. that it just sounds kind of stinky. And also, seven different kinds of booze. Like, you're not supposed to mix that many types of booze. That's true. Like a, right, like a chocolate and a bourbon, like a bourbon cake or a whiskey yeah. cake or, like, something like that. Right. Yeah. But you don't need all of them mixed together. Yeah, all of them in seven layers and also it's so I don't want to spoil anything but I I think with the way things go in the end the way this cake meets its demise (laughs) (laughs) and the way it is described and the sounds that accompany it I'm assuming this is a very wet soggy cake yeah that's true that's a good point yeah so it's like seven layers of like cake swimming in alcohol. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Hoof. But yeah, back to right. Dee Dee sees Percy. Per- poor Percy comes out and is like, "Oh, friends, are we having a little <laughs> get together?" And poor Percy is pretty immediately like shocked and appalled by the the receiving that he gets. <laughs> yeah. So he spends. He spends basically the whole weekend perched on the balcony judging. Yeah, right. Which is which, fair. But, which is fair. Um, yeah, so this this story of, you know, kind of what happens is mostly from his point of view. Right. Um, so I think the, the next thing that happens is uh, Margaret and Cornelius suggest a tour. They start going into, like, the history of the town because it seems like it's like a logging town yeah that's right yeah Uh, it's like a midwest type yeah so there's like some old like lumberjack things like sawmills and um saloons where the loggers used to like drink and like you know basically like anything that comes with like a lumber industry they have kind of like that kind of that kind of stuff in their little town um so i think they were suggesting like a tour of things and cornelius is kind of a, a historian himself so he has some like fun stories of like the most famous loggers who were like killed in their brawls and um had like really horrible stories but like really interesting stories of like yeah i guess the the, like unsafety of the time and you know how they were like beheaded in the mills and you know sliced through from like their equipments and they had uh yeah i don't know just kind of kind of kind of gory stories and he was into that which i think bill and dd were like not interested in yeah, which was another point in Cornelius and his wife's favor because they just sound like cool, interesting people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... depending on whether you're into history or not, I kind of have to admit I skimmed that part. <laughs> but it was kind of cool because it well, you're right. It was kind of like a little gory and like a little bit like the darker side of history, which I liked and like wasn't quite as like dry as someone who, you know, is going to because right, like Bill and Dee, Dee kind of were like, no, that's boring. But it wasn't. Qu- I mean, it was a little bit, but it wasn't quite as boring as they were making it seem. Yeah, no, that's true. But they did immediately hop on. So I don't think they wanted to like tour the town at all or see like the sawmill or anything. But um, 
Bill was like, oh, you got any cemeteries here we can desecrate? Well, no, that, I think I mean, that was Cornelius's. Like but... No, because was that Cornelius's idea first? So it was Cornelius's thing at first, but I think, oh, no, you're right, because Bill was, he was excited about, like, the death part, and he suggested the seance. Oh, well, that's right, because the first thing that happens is that when Bill, I think when um, Cornelius and his wife are telling, like, giving the rundown of, like, yeah, we can do this, and we can do this, I think, because one of the things I liked about it was that they were, like, well, Anne, we like walking in the cemetery. We have favorite graves that we go visit, and they have, like, like fun kind of old westerny names, too, of the people mm-hmm. that died. Yeah, they have two, let's see, Morgan Black and Pigtail bb oh that's right yeah yeah i think that that sounds right yeah yeah so that is they they go for margaret and cornelius go for a walk in the cemetery every weekend that's one of their favorite things to do but yeah bill definitely like he he kind of like grabs onto that and is like oh yeah let's you know oh actually no he grabs onto the idea and is like oh wouldn't it be great to like straighten these tombstones and like build a fence around it and like fix it up and like make it a tourist thing and they're like no it'll lose its charm that sounds terrible and then right. he's like oh you see any ghosts let's have a seance and they're like please don't mess with spirits that's scary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like we don't want anything to do with this but like he just goes for it they can't really get out of it now because they've offered it and but bill has also kind of like contorted it to his own like party frat boy ways and so now they like kind of can't get out of it he's like take me to the cemetery and so they all go to the cemetery yeah actually the oh yeah so they they did go to the cemetery um and that's when so they get back and that's when bill was like oh it's a shame to see it go to waste we should straighten it up and whatever yeah um, yeah yeah so then it actually moves immediately into the seance because Bill didn't even give them time to say no. He's just like, let's sit down and have a seance. Yeah, which is such a funny thing for a bully to do. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I, I feel like it just is so much more like a, like a, I don't know, like a mean girls type thing of like the main like bully girl, but less for like a frat boy thing to do but he really does pull a really quick like well we're having a seance and here we are and I'm already like and he kind of goes into like chanting doesn't he yeah so he it's only like a few sentences he starts like rolling his eyes back and mumbling and his wife is like I hate it stop it it's terrible (laughs) and so he's like all right let's make a drink instead and so he like (laughs) they don't even have like a real seance he just kind of like sits around the fire and like starts mumbling a little bit and then like immediately is like okay that's fine i'm done let's let's start drinking yeah um and then they go to bed pretty much and he's like i'm gonna leave my cake out to ripen and then that's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of like it for them (laughs) which then like fast forward because when these two spirits do pop up it is kind of funny to think about what brought them and it's like you really did not need much to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Just a jockey jerk being like, I want you to come back. And yeah. they, they were like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll but it is kind of, I wonder if it is kind of a little bit too that like those two guys are also a little bit jockey jerks. Yeah, they they do seem quite troublesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so we get, we actually get, oh, shoot, what are their names again? 
Morgan Black. Morgan and Black. Pigtail, Pigtail BB. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, we actually get Morgan Black and Pigtail BB mm-hmm. back from the grave. Yeah. And so, I think after everyone goes to bed, you kind of have Percy being like, oh, thank goodness. And kind of like, you know, taking his taking his normal spot and then you see like figures out outside like kind of like floating their way in yeah um and percy's like eh, seen it been there been there done that yeah it actually which... says as as a young cat in england so he's i don't yeah. know where, where where this is but it says he's from england originally um and you know as an older country than us here in the states i'm sure they have plenty more ghosts than we do yeah sure um but yeah so percy said as a, as a young cat in england he had plenty of experience with ghosts in his day and was like not shocked by it um he had never seen any in the this particular house before but he's like used to the whole like ghostly spirit world so Further proof that Lillian Jackson Braun and I agree that cats can, in <laughs> fact, see and hunt ghosts if trained. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that part was my big takeaway from this because I was like, even though I know, I understand that this is not a scientific document, I kept, like, yelling, like, it's proof! Proof it's that I've always known! <laughs> <laughs> because Lillian Jackson Braun knows all when it comes to cats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is just such a cool idea, too, and, like, the way that she, like, kind of, that was just such a good, like, little twist, I thought, of, like, you know, the fact that we're being shocked by the fact that there are full actual ghosts, you know, especially because we didn't really get a full ghost before, or at least some Mm -hmm. characters saw a full ghost, others didn't, we certainly didn't, but as the, like, reader, but yeah, so aside from the fact that we're seeing full ghosts, the, that, like, fun little like tidbit that yeah percy is kind of like oh I, you know i've seen them before and yeah, it's kind of like ghost about fine it. yeah great yeah but isn't he kind of <laughs> shocked then when they do come into the house like that when he when they come through the door or like you know float through the door um i don't know he doesn't seem shocked at all he it no. says percy settled down comfortably to watch so he's Aww. like totally totally fine with it um and it sounds like it doesn't actually say that only cats can see ghosts but it does say when the ghosts start to talk it was a sound that only a cat could hear oh that's interesting i forgot all about that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we do get a we do get a conversation between the ghosts um it is in fact as we mentioned before the two ghosts that Cornelius and Margaret were particularly interested in the graveyard. Their two favorite beheaded, I think. One of them was beheaded. Their two favorite deceased lumberjacks. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of them was beheaded and the other one, I think, had like a spike driven through him yeah. at some point. There yeah. was like a piece of machinery that like very frequently malfunctioned and people were like skewered. For lack of a better word, I don't really know what to, <laughs> what to call it, but had like a piece of equipment like driven through them, and that was like a common injury that led to death for loggers. You know, you're um, so getting... one of them died that way. 
you're definitely getting a lot more than I did because their dialect as they were speaking was very hard for me to understand. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Their conversation I like totally skimmed through because I tried to make out the first sentence and was like, nope, I'm done with this. (laughs) Yeah, it's super hard. It's that like written in like a yarrrrrr kind of like a pirate yeah and I was just like oh my god I cannot I truly but that is the that is kind of where we get that because they're kind of talking to each other about how they died so I would have liked to understand that a little bit better and like enjoy that conversation a little bit more because they're kind of just being like what happened to you oh I didn't wake up after (laughs) this thing happened and like I was at the bar and then I was here you know like that kind of yeah well, one of them, I cheated a little bit because he, like, takes his head off and puts it in his lap. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. And the other one, I think Cornelius might have actually described his injuries. That's right. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, I was actually surprised that neither of them died by because I don't know where I heard this, but I've always been really and not that I've ever actually been anywhere that, like, actually is a logging area so I don't know anything about logging but it was like maybe like a scary just like fact that I learned in school or that like maybe dad told us at one point or something that um one of the ways that loggers died is that they used to put logs in rivers and so they would fill up a river with logs all the way across and then people would either like try to walk across them or like have to be on them for some reason and that they would fall in between the logs and then wouldn't be able to get back up. So they would drown. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, doesn't that sound scary? Because, like, the log would flip them, basically, and, like, would roll them under, and then they'd stay under and drown. Like, they wouldn't be able to get themselves back up. Yeah, that's horrifying. I don't yeah, like that, that at terrifying? all. Like, <laughs> I learned that way too young and was like, well, I'm scarred now. No. Downhill from here. <laughs> I'm never walking across any log ever again. No, I don't care if it's on dry land. It. It's going to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't do it. If it's not attached to like an actual branch or like an actual tree, if it's like doesn't have roots, then no, do not go on it. Yeah. But yeah, so we get this whole like mo- like ridiculous, funny, hysterical conversation of the two ghosts, right? And they're like taking their heads off and they're like, then one of the big things they start doing is like I think they they start talking about the people in the house, right, and what brought them back. Yeah, well, they they're just kind of like, and like I can't believe someone brought us back. I hate this. This is stupid. But like, since we're around, like we may as well cause some trouble because it sounds like they're not around forever. They were just brought back until daylight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they knew that. So they're yeah yeah, and so they were like, well, as long as we're here until daylight, we may as well like cause cause a ruckus yeah (laughs) might as well haunt the house for a little bit yeah it is a funny switch it's like they're talking they're catching up they're like old pals and then all of a sudden they're like hey actually do you want to like destroy some shit (laughs) yeah it's like well done with you (laughs) your conversation i'm bored let's go knock this jigsaw puzzle to the ground yeah and it is kind of funny too because you i kind of got the impression that i'm not even sure that they really liked each other they just were both there Kind of because those were the graves that they had seen that day. And so it was just kind of like, yeah. oh, I know you. What happened to you? Like, Right. Thing. Yeah. But yeah, so they basically go on like a wrecking mayhem type situation. Mm-hmm. And right, the jigsaw puzzle was a big thing because at the beginning, that's right, one of Cornelius's hobbies. And so he actually like has done a full jigsaw puzzle. And actually, even at the beginning, he mentions like, 
oh, I think I'm missing a piece. And then doesn't his wife mm-hmm. say like, oh, Percy would never take it. Like it must just be lost. Right. Yeah. I think even because Percy's, Percy's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, Percy's a good boy. And even Percy, I think, says like, oh, no, I would never touch his puzzle yeah. piece. Why would I do that? Yeah, that's like that's like the the two things that Percy was like, no, those are sacred to my people. I would never was the jigsaw puzzle and the (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Margaret's knitting. He was like, I would never play with that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's the other thing that which is another thing the ghost messed up. They he just like yanked the um the needles out of the scarf blanket or whatever she was making. Yeah, R.I.P. Which is it is fixable, but it's I think a pain in the ass i don't know i don't knit maybe it isn't fixable right but i mean yeah i would i mean yeah maybe it's not maybe it is but if it is it's like oh all your work just got totally defiled kind of like the the, puzzle which gets yeah the the jigsaw puzzle is for sure defiled and so is the seven layer tort i was just gonna say the piece de resistance was the very wet (laughs) boozy cake (laughs) the boozy cake which landed on the floor with a quote-unquote sickening splash yes (laughs) so it was definitely a moist to wet cake (laughs) moist moist to wet i just saw like a like a meter range like like verging on wet yeah yeah verging on too wet yeah um but yeah so then yeah it is kind of funny because you're right yeah at this point percy is just kind of like sleeping and watching but does does he like i feel like he's still kind of casual about it because he's like yeah he's pretty casual yeah i mean he cringes a couple times for sure but he doesn't like try to stop them because i'm not sure he can right he probably knows yeah that he can Mm -hmm. really interact with them yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of all they do they they cause a little mayhem and then when daylight comes um they they melt <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that was such a so funny they, detail too yeah so and they weren't like corporeal in any sense of the word but they i mean they could i guess interact with uh things on our side of the veil Right. And and then they they left behind a a giant puddle on the floor. I guess a little puddle. I don't know the size of of the puddle, but they they melted around uh, or melted down in the sunlight until they just left a little little puddle on the floor. And hence is the title of the story. Yeah, hence the, the title. Puddle. Yeah, or, which is such a weekend of the title. big puddle. So it is a big puddle. Oh, so it is a big puddle. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. A, I don't know. It's just such. A, I feel like the title is such a good, like, from a cat's perspective type. Like, that's what a cat would like. That's the d- denoting situation of like, yep, mm-hmm. the big puddle. But yeah, right, because that's the third thing. Because then, uh, pretty quickly afterwards, we get some very upset visitors who, yeah, very upset everyone. That's true. Because that's true. everyone had something. <laughs> something That's destroyed true. that they wanted yeah it was like everything near and dear to their hearts and then the piece de resistance is that they think that percy peed the big puddle don't they yeah they, like they do or something yeah well they they think that he yeah he had an accident on the middle of the floor which is like the part that is so tragic in the end because that is like like this is the story that like they tell over and over again to all of their guests it's like the weekend that their cat got so upset about 
the guests that he like destroyed everything and peed on the floor i know you know and percy oh. is like my my undying shame like it wasn't even me <laughs> i know this is set this was the like everything was like fun i was like kind of enjoying the story it was like very like a quiet but super fun paranormal story and then this happens and percy gets blamed for fucking everything and i was like destroyed i was like no yeah. no yeah because you get the scene where like they yeah they they come out and percy's just kind of like chilling like damn ghosts you know whatever yeah. and then it was it was bill who was like your cat destroyed my tort and percy was like oh, i would never yeah, I <laughs> and, know. but then i mean he did immediately he like ran under the couch and like just sulked there as they like continued to accuse him of things um so you just see him him sulking under the couch which is (laughs) so tragic (laughs) i'm so sorry i know but yeah in in the end it was i mean you hear the description of like uh cornelius and margaret like continuing to tell this story to their guests and it was one of those things that percy was like my reputation is is ruined and it'll never like i'll never see them the same way again i know it's so sad because right it like breaks their like his trust in them like they he can't really it's just like a like a sad moment in their relationship that seemed so like fine and solid before yeah because it was kind of a slow sad burn so like the beginning like right when they all wake up bill is the court bill and dd are of course causing a scene about the cake and like he won't even hear like you know the um cornelius and his wife trying to be like consoling him at all and he's like immediately blaming percy and then um cornelius at least comes to the rescue at first of just saying like oh my gosh no like something must have happened like it's so weird because percy would never do that and then that's when the jigsaw puzzle i think is found and he's like oh (gasps) to be uh, not to not to be devil's advocate or anything but no one comes to percy's no rescue oh, I no he at least said like he wouldn't do that so weird he wouldn't do that they i mean at the beginning they were like no of course you can leave your tort out he would never do something like that but i mean they basically the best he got was oh this is so unlike him they never oh, said like that's mm, right that you was never would have done that yeah so it wasn't really a slow burn it was a pretty like everyone assumed it was him pretty immediately which oh, is yeah. it's even worse you know a, little, a little tragic my... oh, but i'm sure um... i just like compartmentalized it and like tried to yeah. make it sound better in my head yeah but um i mean it we do get rid of bill and Dee, Dee pretty quickly after that because i think they were a little offended but then um Dee, Dee was like oh something oh because she was like oh something terrible happened here but it was there was something else that happened yeah I think oh we were just so yeah no 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 it was they do so they're they're looking at the puddle and they're like oh what like percy how could you do such a thing and then um oh margaret says i can't believe percy would do this and bill was like oh well who would have done it ghosts and that's when oh. Dee Dee was like, oh, no, ghosts, I need to leave. I hate this place. Let's get out of here. And then oh. Bill starts um, itching because he got poison ivy oh, that's right. from the cemetery that has never had poison ivy in it before. That's right. Because Dee Dee asks that when they first go and she's like, "Ooh, I don't want to mm-hmm. like go outside. Is there poison ivy? And um, Cornelius and his wife are both like, no, we go there all the time. There's no poison ivy at all. 
And then, right, when they get back, it's like he has clearly gotten poison ivy, which, yeah, I don't know, they and Dee Dee did too. They both got poison ivy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I guess they don't really go into it, but I like to think the ghosts gave it to them just for like annoying them and bringing them back. Yeah. Well, ever since, like, that's the, the end of the story is Cornelius <gasps> and Margaret go back to the cemetery and it has poison ivy ever, ever since that. Oh my God. That's right. Ever I since that. About so their, yeah, their cemetery is ruined along with their trust of their cat. Uh, it's just so tragic. What a tragic weekend for nothing. Like, you, yeah. it, it wasn't even worth it to hang out with those two fools. No, because they were the worst. And Bill caused so much mayhem, and no one even knows that he caused that kind of mayhem. I know, yeah. Oh <laughs> he just God. left, and they were, like, so clueless that it was his, like, 30 seconds of mumbling that yeah that ruined their their favorite weekend activity and oh, you know, oh, oh, oh. caused their cat to feel undying shame and it wasn't even like like even if there was going to be a silver lining of like oh they like let the ghosts out for like you know a little bit of time but even the ghosts were annoyed by fucking bill yeah <laughs> even the ghosts were like i hate this why am i here <laughs> i know like put us back and we're gonna protect ourselves with poison ivy now get the fuck away yeah <laughs> like no one was happy after this it's kind of super yeah. tragic this was it was just a bad experience for everyone but if we're going by like to, the takeaways from this for me were that like the fun bit that like Lillian Jackson Braun did write full ghosts and mm-hmm. that the cat like the idea that cats can see them and that that was corroborated and all of that was just great yeah that's true we did learn that. And we get the sense that Bill and Dee Dee never returned to Percy's dom- domain. So he's probably happy about that, even though he's still ashamed that he got blamed for peeing on the floor. That's true. We at least, yeah, can hope that Percy never saw Bill and Dee Dee again. <laughs> that is the happy ending we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's it. That was uh, the tale two of the 14 tales. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That was pretty fun. I really like reading these short stories. Yeah, I like the short stories too. This this one does make me wonder a little bit if Mushu was embarrassed that I told his poop story in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we that was for sure him, us. though. <laughs> that was definitely him taking a big watery poop on my Albanian carpet. <laughs> Uh, go back and listen to our part two of uh, The Cat Who Moves the Mountain and you'll hear some very graphic descriptions of Mooshu's watery poop. <laughs> Sorry, Moosh. <laughs> Sorry, Mooshu. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's out. So you're right. There's like literally nothing. Like that was him. There was. Unless, I mean, unless there was just a, you know, kitty poop looking ghost that popped up and just <laughs> melted into. Maybe that's why it was watery. Julia. Oh, maybe he pooped and then a ghost melted on <laughs> Gross. But amazing. <laughs> oh, God. What should we, what would your ghost's name be? I mean, if we have Pigtail BB and Morgan Black, we'd have I don't to know. have, like, that's a good question. I mean, Baltimore probably had some sort of industry here at one point. I literally just went to Serial, the podcast, and was trying to really disrespectfully <laughs> be like, oh, Adnan Syed? <laughs> Although he is there, so that would not be um, appropriate at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I don't know. But I mean, I think Baltimore had maybe some, like, railways. Maybe, like, Railroad oh. Jack. 
Railroad Jack. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> Railroad Jack. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. So, yeah, that's a, again, that's the second in the Cat Who uh, Had 14 Tales. And those are, yeah, short, again, short stories by Lillian Jackson Brown that we're kind of slowly going through and interspersing throughout. Uh, we thought that might be a, a fun thing. And, uh, yeah, we've been enjoying it. So we hope you enjoyed it, too. And, uh, yeah, that's the... Yeah, I guess the wrap up here, we've got uh, social media. So we're Paranormal Captivity Pod on Instagram and Paranormal Pod on Twitter. Um, we're on Patreon. And thank you again to always and forever to our patrons. We love you. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, if you do want to give us a review on iTunes, that helps us a lot. And, you know, also boosts our ego. And that's great. Thank you so much to everyone <laughs> who's done that. We, we love that part. Yeah, we love that a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks, guys. And, um, yeah, give all your pets a little scratch for us. And um, we'll see you next time. <laughs> you okay? Sorry. <laughs> was like, is like attacking my hand and then he he yawned <laughs> and ended up closing his mouth on top of a big chunk of my sweater and looked very confused <laughs> oh my god he really is a trash guy like he's just kind of like a hot mess <laughs> very much a hot mess ow that is too hard <laughs> that doesn't mean bite harder you jerk oh Junie. Yeah, he really is a mess. <laughs> All of mine are finally passed out, but it's like a little bit past when I usually feed them. So I don't know what's happening because I don't really want to wake them up, but they need hmm. to eat. But Do they're they? also cute. I don't think <laughs> Maybe they just gorge themselves on uh, what, uh, dry food today. Yeah, I mean, if they're not hungry enough to wake up, then they're not hungry enough. <laughs> I know. If they're not working for it, then I work for it. <laughs> They're probably fine. I usually sure. wait in, until they're absolutely incessant. Yeah, I'm sure actually as soon as I like get out and, you know, open the door again, they're going to be rollicking about because they've mm. been trapped in this room with me while we recorded for two hours. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just resolved. They're like, oh, well, if nothing else is going to happen, I might as well just nap. <laughs> I'll just sleep. It's too dark to move around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Again? Reference to part two of Bad Uh Well, thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. And thanks, and we love you, and bye. Bye. <laughs>